Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my lovely co-host, Mozzie. Oh, lovely. Thank you. Some, I, I gotta switch up all the adjectives, you know, I just gotta, you know, reel them off. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, I'm doing well, you know, I'm excited for, you know, Game of Thrones this weekend. I'm excited to see how this, this Jets drama plays out. Um, <laughs> I'm sure it'll end well, as it always does with the Jets. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> it was looking promising, but... um. Yeah, you just gotta shake it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, there's there's not a whole lot going on right now in the NFL. It's you know, post draft, everything's kind of settled in. There's a little bit in the news cycle, but not a lot. So we're gonna go over you know some of the news. But um, we're kind of gonna just shoot the shit some. Um, I mean, we're gonna analyze some stuff, but it's not gonna be super fantasy centric, just because there's not like a ton we can do because it's a little, you know, a little early. Yeah, a little early for you know redraft stuff, and then. We've been talking Dynasty the whole time, so this might be applicable to Dynasty some, you know, might get you excited for certain fantasy situations, but it's not going to be like, you need to draft this guy at this point, so. Exactly. But, and uh, we already kind of did a little bit of some draft coverage already, so mm-hmm, we're just mm-hmm, kind of having mm-hmm. a general NFL banter cast. Yeah, but um, I, I'll let you lead off the news since your Jets are in it. Oh, no. Well, it's definitely one of the most immediate headlines the jets fired their gm mike mccagnan uh just a few weeks after the draft which caught a couple people by surprise Mm. they immediately promoted adam Gase to interim gm Mm. uh, take over for that filled uh that void in their staff uh what are your thoughts on this i mean Hmm. well i mean i don't know if it makes so much better or worse i mean it's it seems it goes in line with the report that like gase didn't want Levion because mm-hmm. like the gm who paid Levion is now out yeah and who what, what didn't they do another move that was like like a vp of someone of something of something vp of personnel was also fired yeah it was like heimerdinger or something yeah. like that <laughs> i just thought of league of legends i'm like the fuck but um <laughs> But uh, yeah, so they made some some changes up top, which I mean, I guess if you can't win a power struggle with Adam Gase, then you know, <laughs> he yeah. probably shouldn't be there. <laughs> uh. So I don't know if that has any you know immediate impact, but I yeah, I might be looking into this a little too much. But 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 if but. Gase apparently didn't want Bell, the people who brought Bell in are gone. I wonder if that's like any sort of you know sign. For, for Bell, that maybe yeah, he won't be he, like maybe very tentative. instead of the 400 touches, it's more like 350, which I mean, uh, he'll still get a lot of touches, I assume. Like, he's not going to get fully Kenyon Drake, but you know, some of that possibility might be there, right? I, so, I mean, Bell fits with his offense really, really well. Yeah. I was watching a video on that earlier, and he basically fits it like to a T. It's, I don't know, firing McCagnan now, it doesn't seem like the I don't know the most courteous move to do. He just kind of drafted your team for the next year, set everything up. Yeah, it's kind of a shitty time. To kind do of that. a dick oh, move. <laughs> he put he had an amazing free agency. Uh, the problem with McCagnan was always that his drafts weren't very good. He's basically got like the f- guy in the first round every year that was great, and then nobody else. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like that's okay, but I I think people really don't understand how difficult drafting is. I think if you do well in free agency in your first and I guess second round picks are good, then like, yeah, I 
a lot of like Jets after the didn't third round, it's pretty and... shit show, but right, exactly. It's like a lot of Jets fans didn't like McCagnan for that very purpose. Um, but it was kind of the same way that a lot of Lions fans don't like Stafford for some reason. It's because it's their team and they can't really see it objectively. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't. I didn't have a big problem with McAgnan. I didn't really want him to be fired. Um, but at the same time, this is, I guess, the time to do it. This has been the recent trend in firing of GMs lately <laughs> to do it after the draft. The Chiefs did it in 2017 when, after their guy got Mahomes and then they got rid of Dorsey and things looked up for them. So that's, po- that's positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else did it recently? Is it the bills? I think so. That sounds about right. Right. I mean, that's a bills thing to do. Yeah. So I'm not going to put a whole lot of stake into it yet. I don't think it affects the team very much. Nah. Like the locker room. It's just kind of like, a, yeah. You, why'd you have to stir the pot? And immediately Classic. following this termination of McCagnan, they went and traded Darren Lee to the Chiefs for a sixth-round pick, which <laughs> was meant that they just got rid of Darren Lee for virtually nothing. Yeah, really. Um, I think this was a best-case scenario for them because at this point it was either get a sixth-round pick or just cut him. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, they might get something, but I mean, it's potentially because he was good before because then he gets suspended for peds or something he did last year he was playing a lot better i mean that was his thing is he was a smaller undersized linebacker but he was really fast and they were hoping he would develop in like a three four as coverage jets now most likely moving to a four three with greg williams because that Mm -hmm. seems to be what he does they probably wouldn't need him as much and he but he did improve in his coverage skills so i hope he does well yeah it's my high school i want him to do well that's neat (laughs) <laughs> yeah, if he wasn't only good because of the um, PDs, then then it's a good trade for the for right. The other team, so, hmm. and the Chiefs don't lose anything if the if he doesn't end up making the team. They don't even it's they don't. Yeah. I think that's a compensatory pick or whatever. Exactly. So yeah. But um, yeah, fun stuff with the Jets. Um, moving on. So um, apparently Flacco has said he's not getting a mentor, Drew Locke. Now, I think the context was, like, they're at Alex asked, like, oh, like, what's, like, what's going on? Like, are you going to, you know, help teach him the way? Like, I think he basically said, like, oh, I'm not here to coach him. Like, that's why we have coaches. Right. So, but, I mean, still, <laughs> he's a dick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's two ways you can look at it. It's one way is he's saying he's not going to sit down with the guy and teach him how to be a good quarterback. That's up to him. Mm-hmm. But, like I, I said, mean, you know, Locke's going to learn a lot just watching him up close. I mean, yeah, I mean, we've learning good things. I don't know, but he will learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we've known that he's a dick, so. Yeah, fuck Flacco. <laughs> what What was the scenario you described like that you wanted? <laughs> um, Drew Locke showing up to training camp with a Fu Manchu. <laughs> Joe, Joe Flacco just kind of looking at him and giving him the cold shoulder, <laughs> making him shave it. Yeah, lock, lock shaving it in the locker room, like. <laughs> uh, I like to think that's how it happened. Yeah, I, I was like, I, I briefly forgot what Drew Lock looked like, so I had to look him up. Kind of looks like an asshole. He looks pretty generic. <laughs> like he looks really generic. Not quite as generic as Daniel Jones, but. 
Yeah, that's like a next level generic. They <laughs> get. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, I love one. Like, I see, like, people that look like those, like, creative characters, you know, like, in the game. Yeah, like Skyrim like, or some kind of face. creative character, yeah. <laughs> oh, they're so bad in some of them. Mm-hmm. But I was like, Will Greer, sorry, Will Greer looks like someone who would, you know, enjoy sharing a beer with you or something. Yeah. Or, or several. <laughs> Maybe a shot dropped in a beer. <laughs> Jaegerbomb. She's a Jaegerbomb guy for sure. No. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, so Flacco's a dick. Um, <laughs> yeah, next up, the the Seahawks respectfully terminate Baldwin and Chancellor. Um, it's a bummer yeah. for both of them, you know. That uh, I know Chancellor's a neck injury. Baldwin was just like a slew of different stuff. I think the back and legs and all that crap, hips. Yeah, they're something. both gonna retire. I guess terminating their contract means they can get some of their salary. Yeah, maybe. I, I think they they basically did it in like a nice way. That right. like, didn't fuck them over. So, but um. I mean, okay. I guess there is immediate fantasy implication of this. It is Bocket. Sorry, <laughs> I said Baldwin and Lockett together. So Baldwin's gone. Lockett's going to step in. Okay. They pretty much kind of confirmed he's going to be the slot guy now. So DK yep. Metcalf. Um, I guess David Moore. Um, and I get Disley then. Disley, well Disley, he's going to you know be a factor. I guess he's there. He's a dude. Yeah. Um. I mean, so I mean, there's a lot of receptions to go around now. So I mean, I mean, it just the the DK Metcalf thing makes a lot of sense now. So mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's gonna be a really interesting boomer bust guy. Which I mean, I assume he's gonna be boomer bust, but yeah, he doesn't strike me as the middling sort of player. He's <laughs> extravagant either in success or failure. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I I do think he gets locked a little too much for his route running. Like it's not like it's like god awful or anything. It's just like if you asked him to like turn. I know not as much turn, just like sharp turn. Like if you asked him to like come back to the quarterback on a route, it's not gonna work well. Like that's no. that, that's where he's weak. Right. He doesn't have that Brandon Marshall where he can do that. No, 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 not at all. But um Yeah, so that's that's a that's something to keep an eye on there with that receiving situation. I would keep an eye on like what comes out of training camp on that. Like he I know it's the Seahawks, so you can't really trust it too much, but like we're gonna need to identify like who's gonna be you know the number two there after after Lockett. Mm-hmm. So it could end up being something someone like DJ Moore. Yeah, or He's an interesting name to keep an eye on. David Moore, right? David Moore. Yeah, they're both D Moore. Uh, that was annoying last D. year. D Moore, yeah, I did that last year too. Mm-hmm. I do like DJ Moore for the record a yeah. lot this year I would as well. Do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, <coughs> but next up, so Telvin Smith is sitting out 2019. That's unfortunate for the Jags. Yeah, they really needed help. What, what do we general? Yeah, they need a lot of help. What do we say? It's uh, unfortunately they're not going to have him. Unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. Oh, uh, oh, we had so many puns. Yeah, there were a lot about Adam Gase too. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, that one just comes with it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so oh, he's gone. I... That's obviously a big, you know, knock to their their defense <laughs> that's, that's the, some of it there um and then who else is out oh, i was taking tabs there um yeah pat pete he has been suspended for some games so oh yeah so this was a breaking story huh yeah so six games for peds it was originally eight reduced down to six hmm. 
saying something about having type 2 diabetes and taking something to help him return to the game from that affliction. Hmm. 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 But allegedly, this is what the contract dispute was about, which is kind of fascinating. Yeah, that's um, kind of interesting. Like, they kind of knew. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it appears that he was trying to renegotiate his contract earlier in the year so that he wouldn't lose money for missing games via suspension or injury, which is, you know, a little circumspect there. It seems a little bit like maybe... He, he knew, knew this yeah. was coming. <laughs> Just a tad. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's obviously – he's one of the top corners in the league. So, that's going to, you know, hurt. <laughs> they don't get it back till like, the second half of October. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's not, I don't think the Falcons – sorry, not the Falcons. I don't think the um, Cardinals are going to be in the running anyway. So, I don't think it matters much. No, most likely not. But who knows? Maybe they'll have some offensive firepower. It'll be fun to watch. Chip Kelly-esque, you know, like where they're a bad oh, team, yeah. but their their fantasy numbers are good. I can <laughs> see that. But um, the reason I said Falcons was because I, I read that the Falcons assistant GM stepped down. So that's... Really? Yeah, I, I don't know if it impacts, you know, the team at all, I guess. But, I mean, obviously, I hope he's doing okay. Um. I was looking through a couple of things that like we didn't have on here, but um, <laughs> do you see that Jamie Collins is going to go back to the Patriots most likely? It looks like I did. Oh, so they that. they did officially announce the signing of him. Yeah, so that's classic Patriots. Yep, resign their guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fun to play right, players. Going chummy about your contract? No, all right, welcome back. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, Robbie did officially sign his restricted free agent tender. By the way, to some good in, Jets news. In case we trust. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then, One day um, after he gets it done. Another really minor thing: the Rams signed undrafted free agent uh, linebacker Kettner Cup, the younger brother of Cooper Cup. Really? Yep. Kettner. Yep. Kettner Cup. Kettner Cup. How <laughs> so do you it, spell so it's that? K E T N E R. Kettner. Kettner and Cooper. Okay. It sounds like you're saying like get your cup, like Kettner Cup over here. <laughs> where where is that? Where's Sally? Oh, she's Kettner Cup. <laughs> Cooping Kettner in the morning. They have a, they have a good they have good names. I like that. Cooper and Kettner. It's interesting. <laughs> but um, um. Anyway, moving on. Uh, EJ Manuel retired. Yep. <laughs> um, more important news. Um, Xavier Howard did get a huge deal. So. Big old boatloads of cash. Yep. Five years, seventy-six point five million. That was that was a couple. That was a little while ago, but we hadn't covered it. I don't think. Mm-hmm. But um, so where, where do you where do you put him among the corners? I guess how do you rank your top five or ten corners? I have to see. Uh, for me, I think Pat Pete is probably number one. I'm gonna ignore this recent PED thing and just say from like last year and his body of work. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's, he's, I think he's the undisputed number one corner. Um, then you've got a lot of other guys that are really, really, really freaking good. Uh, Xavier Rhodes, obviously. He's definitely top have, five for sure. Yeah, some people would have him as number one. Mm-hmm. I, I think really dispute it. Casey Hayward has to be up there, I think. Uh, yeah, but Casey Hayward. Uh, Darius. Stephon Gilmore and Jalen Ramsey in my top five as well. Uh, Stephon Gilmore is tough because obviously Patriots system, like it's hard to – differentiate talent yeah I, I he's I been amazing yeah i'd probably put Rhodes as my number one 
and Pat Pete number two, I think. Okay. Probably be like Rhodes, Pat Pete, Ramsey for me as my top three. After that, it's a little tougher. Um, I guess, honestly, like I think Slay would probably be number four for me. Nice. I like Slay a lot. Mm-hmm. After uh, that. Jadavius White. Mm-hmm. Let's see. He's exceptionally good. I'd probably put Casey Hayward number four. I don't know. Either Akeem Talib's hard not to put there too, just because we saw uh, how Chris much... Harris Jr. should be top five. I'm I'm not sh- Chris Harris Jr. Like he kind of like wasn't nearly as good last year. Well, the whole I team so. wasn't yeah, as good that's true last too, year, but... but yeah, I I see that he wasn't as quite. He, I, don't, I didn't think he was effective last year like as much. But top eight. I mean, yeah, he's definitely still top ten for sure, but. Mm-hmm. He did get burned some. Didn't didn't Juju wreck him that their game? I can double check, but I'm looking into it. I thought I thought he did. I could be way off, but I know I they can't remember the game. I remember I thought James Conner because there were there were a couple of games where Chris Harris just got rocked like last year, which I mean, like I said, I don't know how much of that is you know, the, you know, just being you know demoralized by being on the Case Keenum led Broncos. That's you know right. understandable. <laughs> yeah, Juju did one eighty nine for and one. Yeah, I remembered that because I was look I was looking into that before the game, um, and I'd seen that Chris Harris had actually like been a lot weaker than like everyone had thought. So yeah, Juju led them up thirteen one eighty nine for a touchdown. Yeah, so that and he was against Chris Harris Jr. Yeah, because Ju- Juju played a lot in the slot. Like like they move him around, but. So he did. I'm pretty sure he got a lot of Chris Harris Jr. So, for what that's worth, that's why we like that was one of the things that I remember sticking out from last year was him getting owned. This one game where he just kind of got riggedy riggedy wrecked. Yeah, I'm not sure how many others there were, but like it, like his his just in the slot rating, like wasn't as good hmm. as it had been. I'm pretty sure, but um. I still I still like him a lot. Yeah, I mean, still it's not that he's like bad or anything now, but um. Let's see. Anyone else forget? I mean, Bouye is really good himself. Depending on where you put Lattimore, maybe not so much last year. Yeah, I mean, he, he's he pretty young. It's hard to judge year. him a ton on it. But oh man, and like there's other guys where I'm like, I mean, because like I'm, I don't, I don't see Norman as the you know the shutdown guy anymore. No, he's a little bit old now. Mm-hmm. I mean, Xavier Howard himself is definitely top ten. He's. Or definitely, like, right in there, at least. Yeah, I remember when I was doing my cornerback rankings earlier, I kind of put him in, like, the 10 to 12 range. Mm -hmm. If that sounds... Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, 10 to 12. Because he is a a good corner. There's there's a lot of really good corners in the league. Yeah, he's someone you you, you do avoid. Like, there are guys like, like, like Rhodes, Howard, you know some like guys that you don't want your fantasy players up against i mean i know like i mean telling a little fantasy this because it is a fantasy podcast like for sure like those those are two that i really avoid like it's just i mean like those two like as far as like shutting down one guy they're two of the best at it yeah i was trying to think of like some other corners that like we actively try to avoid to see if we missed any but i feel like we got most of them Mm-hmm. I, th- those are my top two like avoid them Ra- Ram- Ramsey yeah is pretty yeah, Ramsey a pretty too. avoid too he's there are some guys who can beat him but and like Rhodes yeah like yeah Ro- Rhodes yes yeah, so Rhodes and Howard are my two of my big avoids like especially Howard for last year Ramsey is 
Um, trying to get anyone else. I mean, pa- Patrick Peterson too. Yeah, if he's on your guy, you don't want him. Uh, on and I, I think Slay also. I think he's mm-hmm. a guy who can really shut people down. Starting to develop into that for sure, mm-hmm. especially last year. For Which sure, is nice. Lions yeah. need help. <laughs> yeah, they I mean, they need a lot of things. Please donate to the Lions today. <laughs> They need, you know, a diet plan for Patricia. <laughs> hey, he lost a little bit of weight. Did he shave his beard? <laughs> that might have just been it. <laughs> lost like 20 pounds just taking his beard off. <laughs> like I say, taking his shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> also, yes. Especially after a long day of practice. Takes his shirt off, his sweatshirt off, his hat off, his pants <laughs> off, his double pants off. His double pants. His it's pencil. His... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got like twenty pencils behind his in his beard. Actually, he has to pull <laughs> he all those out. out. <laughs> then he sharpens them in his in his ear. Yeah, I wonder like how many pencil sharpen he's, sharpeners he's got. It's <laughs> a good question. <laughs> Does he like keep one in in his pocket at all times? Right. I wonder. <laughs> the pencil sharpener, Matt Patricia. <laughs> but um, anyway um. So speaking of the Lions, former Lions, Ziggy Yanta, uh is with the Seahawks, as we know. Um, he is injured, so they don't they don't have a timetable on him, I'm pretty sure. But, I mean, once he comes back, he's a force. So that's nice. Yeah, they got the hole to fix their uh, trade of Frank Clark that they sent over to the Chiefs on a mega deal. Yeah, that's that was big. Sort of a pass rusher carousel going on there. Yeah, Which I thought was kind of cool. Sending D four to the Niners and getting Frank Clark. Yeah, it was interesting just because, I mean, they need defense help. So. Right. As long they as they can to... be like not last. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And like, they're all in the same age, which I think is cool. Like, they're mm-hmm. all in the pretty much the same age range. If you just were one of these base. organizations, which one would you want to be? Um. I mean, I I think the Ziggy Onto one could be a steal once he's healthy. Yeah, I mean it's nine million as opposed to yeah. what eighty five and a hundred. <laughs> yeah, it's Those like that's something that could absurd. be. Yeah, and then like, if if he does well, like you could, or if he like fits in the system, well, you could re-sign him too. <clears throat> I feel like the Niners. I I don't understand why the like the Chiefs didn't just keep D four. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. But I mean, Frank Clark is very good. Maybe but he I, was stealing Andy Reid's hamburgers. I don't know. Maybe. That's a big no-no. Yeah, you can't touch that man's food. Well, <laughs> <laughs> he'll, he'll eat your hand. <laughs> that's my hamburger. You get your fingers on my butterfinger, D. <laughs> you got some barbecue sauce. Oh, if, if, if you skip eat my food, I'm gonna trade you, D. Uh, <laughs> but, I do love Andy Reid. Oh yeah, he's yeah. lovable for sure. That big tomato, <laughs> uh, my big tub of Kool Aid. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that meme never gets old, man. Or that or like GIF. I mean, that's like my favorite one. Okay. Also, do you say GIF or GIF? I do say GIF. Okay. May I ask why? Like, what's your what's your reasoning behind it? Don't really care that much. <laughs> My initial interpretation, and it would just be kind of awkward to switch it at this point. Oh, yeah, I, I, I get sticking with what you always say. I was having a discussion with someone on it 
recently on GIF versus GIF. I'm a I'm a GIF sayer because mm-hmm. the the dude who created it says it's GIF. Right. So and that's, that's, that's like, Riley. I mean, yeah. Mm. Exactly. Like it's and then like people are like, Oh, it's graphic, so you say GIF. I'm like, well that, you, don't, no, you don't you don't that's not a thing. You don't say niffle, you don't say ASAP, like like all you don't say like an acronym the way like it's you know spelled. <laughs> right. It's not like the, I have friends it's not the that nibble, say GIF like, too, and I'll like in talking with them, I'll just honestly I'll just say like video or something. Yeah. At that point, I'd rather just like ignore it, the situation entirely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you, you don't you don't call the NBA the nibba, so <laughs> <laughs> that'd be bad. Um. Anyway, moving on. So, um, we've just got some random stuff to kind of discuss, I guess. Um, I really am interested in all the Florida teams this year, personally. I think they all have a lot of intrigue. Um, first time I heard that. Yeah, well, I mean, like, okay, there's a lot of, like, so Jacksonville, they have, like, we've discussed the Foles, the Foley's of Foles, um, and, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff up there, and then the Dolphins, you've got your quarterback situation now, and then the Bucks, you've got Arians, um, yeah, so, I mean, I know, so, like, I still start with the Dolphins, I know they've said that it's going to be a quarterback competition, quote-unquote, but I, I just, I assume it'll be Rosen, I guess it's gotta be. Come on. Yeah. So like I've, I, I've written some stuff down that like things like I wanted to keep track of and like the, the Miami receiver situation is an interesting one because okay, I'm assuming like <laughs> I'm not gonna keep holding out hope for Devontae Parker. <laughs> so one one of Stills or Albert Wilson I think is gonna have a lot of value depending on who's quarterback. It's because we talked about Fitzpatrick and Stills already. That yeah, makes sense. Fitzpatrick and Stills is like if he's the starter. Yeah, that's who you want. It's got to be. Mm-hmm. But um, one thing I think is worth noting is that like, if if Josh Rosen is the guy, he I know he and Christian Kirk connected well last year. I mean, it was you know exactly. So that's why I'm thinking maybe like Albert Wilson, he would probably be like the quick slot guy. That I mean, and he we, we saw him break off a ton of big plays. I think that could be a nice pairing there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he, him and Kenyon Drake. Yeah. So Kenyon Drake's another one that was interesting to me. So. This is something I've heard discussed a bit as unlike, is Kenny and Drake gonna get unleashed or not? Like, is was it Adam Gase holding him back, or is like is he really just not a feature back? I honestly, I, I think it was Gase a little bit. Yeah. I I tend to like and generally in watching Kenyon Drake's play style, he's pretty damn good. Yeah, because like I don't believe he was a feature back in college, and then. Like, uh, it's just like, I mean, may, maybe it's the, you know, it, it maybe it is him, who knows, but like I said, it could easily, you know, just be Gase being a bottle. Like, if he, if he didn't <laughs> want Bell, I mean, I guess it makes sense that Gase doesn't want to f- feature someone. I mean, I guess he'll have to deal with it, but yeah, I mean, we're going to find out quickly, like what it was. I just think it's kind of an interesting thing to like, look at. <laughs> For sure. And uh, definitely the quarterback situation hurt them a lot. Uh, they've really just never had a consistent one down there in all of Tannehill's many, you know, injury plagued years. And then putting in Brock Osweiler, that's just not going to do a lot for the offense. No. Yeah. Oh, I, uh, I was listening to something where, so, you know, Tannehill's now, um, Mariota's backup. I was like, they're kind of arguing that Tannehill, like that they're arguing that Mariota wasn't better than Tannehill. I'm like, 
Yeah. But, like, like I said, I know Mariota's not blowing up the league or anything, but, like, I would 100 times out of 100 take Mariota over Tannehill. Well, especially in fantasy. Or just, just not... in, in, in general, like fantasy or real life. Yeah, exactly. Like, Mariota is... I've had this conversation plenty of times with Andy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, Mariota is just... He's not, like, great. He's good. He can run extremely well. He's got good pocket presence. He's just not, like, an amazing thrower, and they don't really utilize it as much on their offense. They use more Derrick Henry in their yeah. O-line. Um, For what it's worth, they, he's also sort of gotten, like, Jason Campbell in a way, as far as, like, he's he's had no consistency on the staff. Exactly. He's had a different offensive coordinator every year. And, aside and from, I personally think Matt LaFleur's not good. <laughs> I, I don't Matt, that's that's going to be funny to watch this year with him. Oh, yeah, I don't have any faith in him. <laughs> but um, <laughs> him and Rodgers is going to be something. But um, He might not need him to be anything. Yeah, it's true, too. But, I mean, because with the Mariota, like, aside from Corey Davis and Delaney Walker, who has he really had? Rashard Matthews? Like, Tajay Sharp? Like, I mean, I'm just saying, like, they're giving him... So, they've got Corey Davis, and now they had Adam Humphreys, who is probably as good as any other receiver he's had. And then they had AJ Brown. He was really good. Like Delaney Walker comes back. Jody Smith seems like he's developing. I mean, I don't know. Like I could see him like finally, like finally having that year. Like, Hey, he finally has pieces around him. Yeah. It all, it's all about how they run the offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they've definitely been more of a power running team. Oh yeah! <laughs> now that they've got receiving options, maybe they'll change things. Yeah, but we've had these like two simultaneous like they're gonna happen like of Derrick Henry and Mariota, but like they're both <laughs> on the same team. So like, I mean, which like, what's it really gonna be? I guess like it's gonna be hard for them both to be like this is the year unless the offense just explodes. But I mean, if you had to pick. I get, do you think both will work at this year? Or do you think it's going to be like a Derrick Henry year? Or do you think it's going to be Mariota year or neither? Like, um, Let me think for a second. Cause just la- because their division. Because last year they finally, like, they the last few games, Derrick Henry went fucking bonkers. So, like, do they keep doing that? Like, is it just... Is it just going to be a consistent every single year? Derrick Henry is going to be good the last four games, and that's just how it is. And, like, is that what it's going to be? Is it going to be, like, you know, I I, I really don't know what they're going to fucking do. That's the thing. I just, I don't really get this, like, firepower sense from the Titans team. The way Mike Vrabel <laughs> likes to run it is he likes to just have a good solid like tight-knit football game and he wins those close games a lot uh i i think that it's a derrick henry year if gotcha. i had to pick one who's their oc right now i'm trying to find that i was looking that up it's uh arthur smith hmm yeah and that tells you everything you need to know i don't know who that is <laughs> i just just don't know just don't know who that is it's interesting yeah, I- Maybe he was brought up from within. I mean, oh, okay, let me see. Uh, oh, no, wait, no. Oh, this was last year. Sorry, Matt Ford last year. Yeah, I'm trying to find like, their staff this year, but Arthur Smith. All right, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to like, look into what he's done. Apparently, wait, 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 wait. 
Oh, okay. Sorry. I looked up Arthur Smith and like, so there was also, um, a musician named Arthur Smith and his name is Arthur Guitar Boogie Smith. His nickname was Guitar oh, well, Boogie. That's way cooler. Yeah. <laughs> so can, like, be, can we just call him Guitar Boogie? Yeah, I was on? like, is this Titans coach a fucking legend? Like, is his name Guitar Boogie? <laughs> Arthur Guitar Boogie yeah. Smith. But so so this guy So this guy is 36. He's been he's been with the Titans since 2011, so mm, okay. yeah. what was he before? Um he was at Ole Miss and then the Redskins previously and then North Carolina. But he's been the Titans as a Defensive quality control coach, offensive quality control coach, O line and tight ends assistant, tight ends assistant, tight end coach, and now he's the OC. So if he likes the tight ends, uh-huh, uh-huh. he does. It sounds Th- like that is something to note. I mean, I, I guess I could go back and try to track out more, but I know we saw Kitchens, the running backs coach, become the head coach and, and then Chubb got featured. Yeah. So it is something to keep in mind when a positional coach gets thrust into a play calling role. Like, Seems like he's been a he's a guy who's been there for a couple of years. He's worked in a lot of different places on the offense. Mm-hmm. It's, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it could be much worse. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, um, I guess we kind of moved from Dolphins to uh, Titans there. But so the Jags, the, the Jags, the Jaguars are a team that like I don't know how to. I don't know. I don't know to feel about. I don't feel great about them for sure. But <laughs> I think they finished last in the division. I'll say that right <laughs> away. That isn't changing between now and August. I'm sure. Uh, I mean, I mean, I guess that makes sense. I'm trying to think of who would finish behind them, but uh, I think they are in the seven and nine, six and ten range with Nick Foles. I, I just don't think their offense is going to be good. No, yeah, because. I don't I mean. I'll, will the offense be worse than last year? I don't think so. But I don't know if it could be. Yeah, because okay, someone there will probably have some value. I don't know how much. I don't know. No, if it'll be like worth starting most weeks, but I mean, it could if we're be looking, Fournette. Yeah, I, I yeah, I think Fournette's an interesting like buy low type of guy. Or if you like do believe in him, now's the time <clears> to get him. But I, I'm curious like who Nick Foles ends up targeting the most let's see they got cole and westbrook and did they get someone else did i know moncrief was there last year but i don't even know right now because i I was talking about how he's not good right (laughs) yes i remember there was one game where i'm like moncrief is not good but it's good he's gonna play well this game and he he did i was like see this is dumb i hate him Oh, yeah, they got Chris Conley. Oh, and, yeah. That's and they have uh, Jeff Swayman. They drafted Josh Oliver. Gotcha. Josh Oliver is an interesting guy to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, I guess if I'm thinking of who – this could – like, Keelan Cole, like, I think is someone to keep an eye on as far as, like, bounce back. Yeah. He was dropped in our league. Yeah, I know. I saw that. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. But, um, I like, looking at who – Foles worked with last year on so he he's meshed well with um like Jeffrey Jeffrey yeah I was trying to think who it was but like Agal like Aguilar saw like a huge drop off with Foles I'm pretty sure let me double check yeah that. and Ertz stayed this roughly the same yeah I mean Ertz Ertz is <coughs> really good so I'm not I, I'm not like you know thinking like oh no like 
what's game tight end wise, but um so Foles played weeks one, two, and then fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, and obviously the playoffs. Um so I guess I'll look at fourteen, fifteen or sorry, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, yeah, for all these guys. But yeah, so Aguilar did have a good week in there. But I know like the previous year we saw Alshon Jeffrey like mesh really well with Nick Foles. And he likes those big receivers that can go up and get his largely thrown passes. Gosh, I still can't believe Nick Foles went had a twenty-seven to two TD to interception ratio one year. That's so boggles my fucking mind. When he came into the league, I was very high on Nick Foles. I was like, "Oh, he went to Drew Brees' high school and broke all his records. This guy's gonna be awesome." And he had his years with the Eagles. I'm like, "This dude is legit." Mm-hmm. They went to the Rams. You know what the funniest thing is? Is that doesn't he doesn't he hold the record? He's tied for the record for passing touchdowns in a game, right? Yes. That's something. Well, That's... I don't remember if it was Tampa or the Oakland. No, it was against the Raiders because I remember that. There it is. Of course. <coughs> you always remember when something happens to your team. But um... oh yeah, just like Fitzpatrick has like the most interceptions thrown with the Jets. That was a fun <laughs> game. Classic. He has a lot of interceptions with everyone. But <laughs> yeah, so I I could definitely really see. Keelan Cole getting like a resurgence with Foles. Um, yeah, he's my guy that I I would be most high yeah. on. And and we both like like he's a he's good too. I don't know like what the fuck happened last year. He just like fell off. Like it, he started getting the drops. He was he kind of got in his own head. Like if he can like get back on track, he's really talented. Yeah, he's got amazing catch radius. That one handed catch he made. Oh my yeah. god! Like it's it's, it's there. It's all so, right there, man. You just gotta reach out and catch it. Just gotta, just gotta reach up and fish, fish out. <laughs> just gotta reach in there and fish it out. <laughs> but um, I mean, let me look at Keelan Cole real quick, cause he, cause I think he started well last year too. I'm pretty sure. Well, the Jags did as a whole. Bortles was great his first three games, mm-hmm. and then the team fell apart. Bortles. 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 But um, yeah, I mean, because Keelan Cole's rookie year ended in a super promising manner. So from, I'm looking at it here. So yeah, so like week 13, 14, 15, 16, it was 99 in the touchdown, 186 in the touchdown, 108, and week 16 was 33. But like he popped off as like some of those few games there at the end of 2017, and then 2018. I think I believe he started well. Yeah, he started pretty well. So you know he had a fifty-four, then one sixteen and one, and then all he just he was just doing nothing. So I don't know what you know what was going on exactly there, but I mean it's annoying. But I mean he's it's he's good. We we've seen him be really good. So yeah. Hey, if I, I'll be honest. I'm if I can get him in our league, I'm going to try. Um, I am as well. Don't you worry. <laughs> of course, I'm sure a lot a few people will be going after him. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely the best player on our waivers now. He, yeah, which uh, isn't saying much because our waivers are this desolate wasteland of like practice squad people at this point. But he he'd be a uh, one of the best free agents in a lot of teams' leagues as well. Yeah, like in, in a in a sort of deep dynasty league, he's a very good find, I think. Yeah, we're twelve teams, right? Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's big rosters too, like twenty five person rosters with IR and. Taxi, yeah. Taxi not included in that 25, so, I mean, yeah. But, yeah, the, the Jags are interesting. I think, you know, 
Fournette, it's I mean like with him, it's always a health issue. He's super effective when he's playing. It's just super effective. Health based. <laughs> but um Yeah. And, then, and uh, who's left is the Bucks. Yeah, Bucks. I know we've have a lot of Okay, we don't like Jameis, obviously, but he's there. Yeah, well we don't like Jameis the person, but I have to say as a quarterback, like if I had to draft again him or Mariota, I personally would take Jameis Winston. Not maybe as like a person, but in terms of like two people of identical talent to each of them. Yeah, if that I, makes I get. Sense. I mean, the talent of James Winston is better than the talent of Mariota. At least for his arm is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. That offense looks ready to pop. Yeah, I'm having Bruce Aaron there is nice. So they've got Chris Godwin, who I think he's due. I mean, he's due for a breakout. Like we, that's kind of a known quantity. That's not really known quantity. That's a pretty much an assumed thing at this point. Who? Chris Godwin, because Deshaun oh, Jackson's yeah. gone. So it's pretty much Evans then. Godwin. Evans will have a great year. OJ Howard and Cameron Bray. Yeah. And then the running back situation is really interesting. So Bruce Anderson, baby. Yeah. So he's someone who I was. So I know at least I was. I was. I don't know how you were on a pre-draft, but I mean he's he's talented. He's pretty. So, he's a, he's a solid, steady guy who's can do a lot of things pretty well. And we know Arians is the type of guy who would just play the best players. So like. If he ends up showing out and just being more versatile than Rojo and Barber, which isn't necessarily a hard feat. <laughs> um, well, you know what uh, Bruce Anderson can do really well? What? Catch the ball. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Rojo can't do? <laughs> Catch the ball. <laughs> Catch the ball. Yeah, so. I'm super high on Bruce Anderson. I really wanted to get him with the last pick in the draft. I almost took him in the fifth round because I was that scared that you might take him. Yeah, but I, I ended up trading around and shit, so mm-hmm. <laughs> it worked out there. But um, I was like, who else is smart enough that they would see this guy? Yeah, I know, because we, we had talked about him a little bit, too. Because mm-hmm. we talked about Bruce Anderson like, in our pod before we started the draft and everything. So, yeah, I'm super high on him. I, I think that uh, if he does show up in training camp, Bruce Arians notices those things. Yeah. He's a good coach. Mm-hmm. He sees the guys that are doing well, and he'll start them. And quite frankly, I mean, when he was there with DJ... He was the pass catching guy, constantly. Mm-hmm. This guy knows how to run some really good offenses. He was what with the Steelers Super Bowl winning offensive coordinator. Yeah, he's a he's a good coach, and, and I like him as a person. As just, oh god, I love him. He's, he's like the Ron Swanson of coaches, and he can pull off those like like what do you call them like like mailboy hats? I don't know. He can pull off yeah those hats. The, the courier hat. I don't know. But, like, no one pulls those off except for him. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's, like, hey, such a dumb-looking item that he makes work. <laughs> but, um, he makes it work. Yeah, I mean, so I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves on Bruce Anderson. He's definitely, like, he's one of the, like, deep-shot guys that has has one of the better shots. But I mean, Yeah, he was not undrafted. Barber, Barber's underrated, I think. And Rojo, the talent is, I mean, he's not the best pass catcher we know, but, like, He's a good running back for the most part. Like, like we everyone like he was a first round rookie pick last year. Obviously, like he was in that group there, and so I mean, how much of it was him? How much of it was the team just being awful? How much was it the coach? I mean, there's a lot of factors to it. So many. So I mean, he's someone who could be a buy low as well. I mean, I I think as a whole, the Bucks offense is just going to be a lot better this year. Yeah, and like, I'm excited for that. The, I'm hoping Bruce Anderson's a reason for it, but he might not even make the team. Oh yeah, I mean, you never know because he was UDFA, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, the Bucks backfield in general, I think, is something to buy into by low on because if they're a good team, if they're a better offense, like there's going to be touchdowns, and some of those will go to the running game. So, like, everyone's thinking, oh, like, Chris Cotto and Mike Evans, like, all this stuff, and, like, OJ Howard, like, which I think OJ Howard could be really interesting just because. I mean, yeah, I want to know who, uh, who Jameis' like, safety blanket is because Jameis does this thing where he holds on to the ball like for a really freaking long time and often cre- like gets sacked. We kn- <laughs> but we when know he doesn't, he, we know he, he likes someone. Cameron Brait. Like, he, it yeah. is, I think very obvious that he likes Cameron Brait because it was a very clear like Cameron Brait was nothing without Winston. He was good with Winston. Like, I'm curious how much that stays and then how much, you know, like that changes with um, Arians there just because we expect the best players to do stuff with their hands. So, um, I mean, I think I'm, I'm really excited for Evans and Godwin. And then I think, I think it's worth taking shots on the running backs there. I agree. But especially if you've got one of them already on your roster, if you had a bunch of a couple of them, you could just kind of, yeah, that divisions. I'm sorry. Good. No, just if like if you have all of them as handcuffs, you can just kind of figure out, play it by ear, who's going yeah. to be the starter eventually. I have yeah, that two division of the three. Nuts. <laughs> I was so torn on Bruce Anderson versus Preston Williams with that one pick, dude. Mm-hmm. But um, and I was like, I wish I had taken Bruce Anderson, but I, I was okay with Preston Williams. Um, yeah, he was on my list too, just because, like I said, that Dolphins team, like it, the receiver group is pretty up in the air right now. It was they're both similar situations where like. There's not many proven players there, so. Yeah, it's they're in like full rebuild mode. They're mm-hmm. year one. Yeah, and with with Preston Williams, it's uh, for me. It's a lot of can you stay out of trouble, which you know being in Miami doesn't help that. I know because Mark Mark Walt uh, Mark Walton's there. Oof, that, yeah. that hurts too. But you know. Yeah. He got arrested again, right? Yeah, because I think he has more arrests than yards per carry last year, if I recall correctly. Oh, that's right. <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> but stop yeah. breaking the law, asshole. <laughs> that's funny, but yeah, anyway, I mean Preston Williams, he he was a baller like at Colorado State his last year there. So because he moved from Tennessee to Colorado State and went off for ninety six receptions. 1,345 yards and 14 touchdowns. That is a nice stat line. Yeah, so, and that, yeah, that is definitely a good stat line. Let me see, how old is he? Because I know, like, a lot of people care about how old these guys are, and it is worth noting. Um, why can I not find this? Like, why is this so, why is this so hard to find how old this guy is? Is his birthday nowhere? Is he 12? It's like the bench warmer is like, I am 12. Like, what the fuck? No, like, what's this guy's age? youngest wide receiver in the league okay what the heck why can't i not find his age anywhere this is blowing my mind preston williams does not exist is he he a robot is he a clone (laughs) the cake is a lie i I just just don't know why i can't find how old he is anywhere like usually these guys who are in the nfl you can like find their age that's a thing that you you know usually know what the heck? Why is this so tough? Let's see. Wait, I think I just saw some. Um, so this said some. I saw, like the the subtext on LinkedIn. He was twenty two, but I don't know. Oh, there's an ad there. A beer ad, of course. Um, fuck. I think he's twenty two. Nice. 
because he he played he played at college for a couple of years so but I, I assume five. I assume he's twenty two. Six four two eleven runs a four five five. My lord. Yes, he is a physical specimen. He's like to say around here. <laughs> he's a guy. Okay, so okay, here we go. Here we go. Wait. Yeah, so not yet. Born ninety seven. He's twenty two. All right. There we go. Gosh, it took forever. Holy shit! Why is that so tough? He's a ghost. That's weird. But um. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> Preston goes to Williams. It's we've got Arthur, uh, guitar boogie Smith. Guitar boogie Smith. <laughs> guitar boogie. So is that like is that like a dance with the guitar, or is it like when the guitar has like something up its nose, like like when, when you, like if something goes in that like hole in your guitar, whatever that's called, like and you have to dig it out. Yeah. Is, that like a, is that a guitar boogie that you just picked out? <laughs> oh, that's like the most frustrating thing on earth. You have a pick inside like an acoustic guitar, and you're just kind of shaking it. Yeah, that's a guitar boogie. That's the equivalent of a snot rock. That's like a guitar, guitar. boogie. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> anyway. Um, Figured it out. Yeah, are there, are there any other teams that you like, or any situations you were like really intrigued by that you wanted to talk about, or you just want to kind of like go through some of these, um, re- this random fucker we've got on here? <laughs> oh, let's see. The NFC South. That's just like a division, I think. Yeah, that's what I was about to say when you were talking about the Bucks. I think that's an interesting division, just because I I think slash hope slash assume the Falcons are going to bounce back a lot this year because their defense is going to get healthier and better. Um, their offensive line is now way better. So, and Devonta Freeman is hopefully healthy. So, I, I see them as a big bounce back candidate. And that division is always a fucking you know like grab bag anyway. I, I'm pretty high on a lot of the teams. Yeah, that's the thing. That's gonna be a good division. I'm worried. I'm worried the, about the Panthers. Yeah, so I have them pegged as going pretty far this year. Because they started, didn't they start like six and one or something, or like and they lost a shitload at the they end. They lost of like seven straight. Yeah, it was so bad. Hopefully, yeah. Cam's healthy. I'm look. I'm thinking there's a big resurgence from the Panthers this year. Yeah, they started that's six and two and did seven and nine. Right. Yeah, I'm sure bad. the Saints will be in the forefront forefront to win the division. They're uh-huh. great too. Yeah, they also have the Falcons, whose offense last year was one of the best in the league. Yeah, the offense is still good. It was just the defense was so atrocious. Like, <laughs> and then now you have the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, they're the, not quite at the division head. I still think they probably finished last, but last for that division might be nine and seven. Who knows? Yeah, like or eight and eight. Because I mean. They, yeah, because the Bucks were five and eleven last year. I think they'll be better than that. But like the Panthers, it's Cam's health. Is Cam healthy? That's their team. Done. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. It's literally is his shoulder okay? Okay, then we're good. Like, and if it's not okay, that we saw last year, it's not. It doesn't work well. <laughs> it's not good. The, the Falcons, like, they had so many injuries. Oh my gosh, on the defense last year, and they got the line bolster. I think that seven and nine can flip to nine and seven, ten and six pretty easily. Yeah, I can't. Sometimes it's hard to even believe that their record was as bad as it was. Yeah, they were in a lot of close games too. We acknowledge that they were in so many close games, dude. They were. (laughs) Their their defense just couldn't stop anything. Yeah, I know. Cause um, didn't they lose to the Bengals? Yeah, lost to the Bengals that week. So they had that overtime game against the Saints. They lost to the Bengals barely. So okay, losses thirty-seven forty-three in overtime, thirty-six thirty-seven. 
Um, they got stomped by the Steelers. Then they won, they won, they won. Lost to the Browns, 16-28. Lost to the Cowboys, 19-22. Lost to the Ravens by more than 10. So that's, you know, lost to the Ravens by 10. Packers slapped them. Then they won three at the end of the year. But, like, a lot of single-digit losses. Like, a lot of one-possession losses. So that's right. one, two, three, four, uh, five, five, or sorry, yeah, four, sorry, four one-score losses. So, yeah. I and mean, then, that's, that's you know, those are the games you can win. Yeah, they lost to the Ravens by 10. I think I said that was one score, but yeah, so they're a lot of really close games. So, like, if that switches from, like, instead of 7 and 9, that could be, what is that? That's 11, 11 and, five. and 5. Yeah, so, I mean, I was, like, struggling with that math for some reason there, but yeah. A lot of close games, so. I know I'm sad, I know I'm a Falcons fan, so it's, you know, biases me a bit, but, like, that's that's been the Lions forever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the Lions, they have so many close games that they never ever win. Yeah, I, I'm. I like. I like. Uh, what's his face? Quinn with the Falcons. Mm-hmm. I I think they'll they'll bounce back. It's it's just going to be a really tough division. You could have yeah. three teams that are eleven and five. Yeah, I think it's, it's going to be a good division this year. I'm I'm intrigued by that. And like the Panthers, oh my gosh! Like I know we I know you love Curtis Samuel, we both like DJ Moore. I think that's going to be a really really neat division to watch. A really neat team to watch because like there's no Funchess, Olsen's waning. Like, yeah, I, I is Olsen. I can't even believe he's playing this. Yeah, year. he was. He might. He was thinking about retiring. I'm surprised he didn't. But like, it's mostly Moore and Samuel. And like Samuel balled out the end of last year too. Mm-hmm. Like that's something like we kind of forget about because like, it, and you are the Curtis Samuel whisperer as we'll <laughs> joke about. But like. <laughs> I mean, McCaffrey went nuts. I don't know if he gets 124 targets and 107 receptions again. Like that's might that might be hard to top, admittedly. But <laughs> did they get a running back? In the they draft? drafted a one late. I'm pretty sure, like really late. Okay. But I mean, yeah, it's it's McCaffrey's backfield. Yeah, for sure. So but, I don't know. Uh, the other South that's really interesting is the AFC South. Um. And just briefly, like that's another division that I'm I've been having a hard time pegging a winner for. Hmm. Because you have the Colts. They. I mean, it's luck. Colts or Texans. I I I, I want to think Colts are winning it. That would be my instinct. But then you also have you know DeAndre Hopkins and Watson down in. Yeah, that's uh, Houston. Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah, they are, they always put up a fight at least. Yeah, I mean the, the teams are a game apart. Like those are the that, those are the two teams for sure. Like that like are gonna be it. I if I had to pick up pick the Colts, just because I I think I just trust that more. I don't know. I mean, it might be coaching based. I don't think Bill O'Brien's a great coach. I think he kind of no, walked uh, into Watson and everything. Space is pretty good. Frank Reich. Yeah. Reich. Frank Reich. Reich. Frank Reich. 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 <laughs> it's like the fucking uh, sequels from Nemo, but um. So I was looking at DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. So DJ Moore, we obviously know he had some pop-offs and he had that one game against Detroit where he went nuts. But So he only had two touchdowns, but he had 788 receiving yards for what it's worth. And he also had 172 rushing yards. So Yeah, they used him in some creative formations. Yeah, he had 960 total yards last year. Almost broke a thou. Yeah, so that's interesting. He's also their kick returner sometimes. so Because he, he was great at that in college. But um. Curtis Samuel's also, they're, they're both like their kick returns. It's so funny. But um, 
I mean, Curtis Samuel said the last uh, five weeks, because um, he, st- he was hurt to start the season. Let's remember that, too. Um, he had um, three three of his last five games were over 70 yards. So, I mean, that's that's cool. <laughs> that's very good. And somehow one of his one of his games under seventy yards. He had seven receptions for forty yards. I don't get that, but I mean, like yeah. So I don't even know how you do that. Yeah, it's yeah that that is um, Landry esque. I would say Shard Matthews levels of um, you know it's that's Seth Roberts esque even <laughs> six catches forty yards that's, seven. That's, that that is uh, David Johnson last year. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, that division's gonna be like there's there's a lot. I mean, there's a, there was a lot of turnover this year. Like, so I was looking at the hard knock stuff. There's only five teams eligible for hard knocks. There's Lions, Raiders, Niners, Giants, and one other team. I think I'm forgetting. I think one dropped today, so now there's four. Gotcha. Let me see. Um, hard knocks, 2019. Perfect. It's like it's getting to that time. So i think the 49ers requested not to and like they got out of it so all oh, the redskins are another one that's it uh, but the raiders make the most sense right yeah give the people oh, what they andy. want did i hear andy sneeze <laughs> just really loudly just now yeah he's having a sneeze attack mm, rip but <laughs> yes yeah, so, like i've heard some people say maybe they want to say the raiders for next year but like i it's, it's <sighs> far and away dang it what's going on but the Raiders are far away the most interesting team, most interesting team of that group. So like, that's got to be them, right? Like someone's gonna come up better next year, I imagine. So, yeah, I get the Raiders. Yeah. Also, eight new head coaches this year, so that's a lot of turnover. That eliminates eight teams already. <laughs> so, yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, I mean, the, the Gruden and Antonio Brown just uh, it, that that as a start is as a lot to give. So. <laughs> Oh Damn it, gosh, Andy, Andy! What the fuck? <laughs> Is he okay? Are you dying? He says yes. I don't know. All right, good. <laughs> but um, he's allergic to us talking about the or the AFC South, I guess. <laughs> Just allergies. But um, yeah. Anyway, so we have a we have a couple fun topics on here. Um, which which player would you most want as your best friend? Hmm. Now these are the tough ones, the real nit. We, we can choose. Questions. We can choose a couple options. So, okay. One that comes. So I think backup Juju, quarter, right? Juju, yeah, he's he's a clear one. But can I, I say I, Jamal Adams is that too biased? I mean, you can. I mean, so Juju is a is a very pretty like easy option there. I think ba- I think backup quarterbacks like those types of guys stick out to me as guys are one of my friends. Like so, like I think Fitzpatrick McCown. Like I think those guys would be fun to hang out with. Mm-hmm. I okay. I think Jalen would actually be a fun guy to hang out with. Jalen. Yeah. Like regardless of quarterback skills. Like I'm trying to decide. I'm trying to decide on Baker. Like I don't know about him. Yeah, not really my crowd. But I would <laughs> Jalen and Darnold are like the two from that yeah. class. I think. Well, sorry, sorry. I'm forgetting them. about the obvious. You know, one beat of Juju is Bortles. Hmm. Like from definitely. every every interview with Bortles, like from what I've seen, I would definitely enjoy just you know hanging with him. Exact, definitely. <laughs> He's um, got the backup mentality too. He's always at it. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, looking through the rest of these here, if there's like anyone that sticks out. 
Um, yeah, those those are those two for sure. But like a, a lot a lot of backup quarterbacks stick out as like they'd probably be kind of fun to hang with. Yeah. Uh, there's probably I mean I'm sure there's a couple people I'm missing, but I can't believe I just didn't immediately think of Juju. I was like looking at like backup quarterbacks, but like the, I mean the yeah, the obvious one is is Juju. Um, what about Andrew Luck? I think it would be fun. I, like. It might be weirdly sophisticated, but I think it'd be fun too. Like, imagine hanging with Andrew Luck and Kirk Cousins all the time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they both seem like kind of odd dudes. Kirk, especially. Well, like, you have basically Chris Pratt and uh, Chris Traeger. <laughs> <laughs> you got half of Parks and Rec with Andrew Luck and Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Kirk Cousins. <laughs> but yeah, I. I think so. If I had to pick, I guess Juju and then Bortles and then Fitz, I'd say. Fitz Magic would probably be pretty funny. Fitz Magic. Yeah. Okay. Who, who would your top three be? Oh, Bortles for sure mm-hmm. is up there. Jamal Adams. Uh, let's see. Are you putting Juju there too? or? Yeah, Juju as well. Gotcha. For sure. So that's your top three? Yeah, probably top three is that. I'm trying that's to think it. if there's anyone I've missed that's really obvious. But so I want to transition with this. So our next one is who you'd want to get in a fight with. And before we start picking fights, I want to say, can we pick someone to de-escalate it? Because I think Andrew Luck would be great at de-escalating a fight for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. as far as like, you know, if he wants to avoid the fight, he I mean, he compliments, he compliments people when he gets sacked. So if, if I had to pick one player to de-escalate a fight, it would be Andrew Luck. I think. 100%. If mm-hmm. you need somebody to like be the mediator, <clears throat> yeah, Andrew Luck is like undoubtedly your guy. Yeah, I mean that that makes the most sense as far as actual fighting. I mean, you mentioned what Terrell Suggs, right? When we were texting, I mean, yeah, like, like now if you're in a situation where you have to fight somebody, yeah. and you have somebody you can choose to help in this fight, who would it be? I said uh, Terrell Suggs. That makes a lot of sense. Um, have you seen that guy? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, former. I'm taking Ray Lewis, but I, I, we'll keep it to current. Um, uh, I would also throw in Derek Henry. <laughs> he's big. I said in Dominican Sue that, because that we know great. he he will fight dirty if we need. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know Josh mentioned this. He was he was like my sleeper was was Philip Rivers. I could see him getting rowdy, getting in a scrap. Mm-hmm. And I like, could also put Baker there. I don't think he's particularly strong, but I think he's very scrappy and would just go into that fight like he might die. <laughs> well, I know with DK Metcalf, he would immediately take his shirt off when it's time to fight, and that would either that that could potentially scare them away. That could de-escalate the situation <laughs> as well. Like he's either gonna fight, he like he's taking his shirt off instantly. Like we know that because he showed up to the the meeting with his shirt off. Oh yeah. <laughs> I would also say Tyron Smith. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, like, defensive guys, like linebackers. Like, I I think, like, either Bosa would be, you know. Oh, Lord. A heck of a fighter. Or, like, J.J. Watt or something. Right. Like, okay, like, Jadavion Clowney. Like, I don't think anyone would try to fucking fight him. Like, that'd be stupid. <laughs> that would be dumb. You or, like, any, any of these giant D linemen. I, I guess we can go, with, like, position by position. Like, I mean, <laughs> if we had to pick a tight end that you'd want. Like, I mean, I guess Travis Kelsey. Because he seems kind of, like. I think Travis Kelsey would be good for a fight. Like, he's cool, but he has a little psycho. Yeah. You know? Which you want. Mm-hmm. What about running backs? What's running? I guess Derrick Henry, was is he a running back choice? 
Yeah, Derek fight. Henry would be my running back choice. I don't think there's anyone I'm missing on here. Like, as far I mean, Frank Gordon. <laughs> Adrian Peterson. Question, Marshawn Lynch. Does he still count? <laughs> Absolutely. Peterson. I'll say, yeah, as long as the, the opponent is like a small child. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you can't use hands, I'll take Kareem Hunt. <laughs> Kick so much. Oh, 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 Joe Mixon. We know he can punch. Oh, God. All right, now we've run we've into a dark place. <laughs> Um, but okay, let's see. Moving up, man. There's a lot hey, of running, running backs, backs that. <laughs> yeah, running backs like, like Ray Rice too. Like we're getting former again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh gosh, yeah. What's with all these running backs punch people? I mean, okay, Saquon would probably be. I mean, just based off like physical prowess alone. Wash him with his thighs. Yeah, like if if it's kicking based, then he's definitely someone you want. <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this is the great hot take content you get. Yeah, in the but yeah, as far as quarterbacks go, um, which quarterback would I pick? I mean, maybe Cam because just because he's so big. He's like six six, right? Yeah, Cam Cam's massive. That that's like that makes sense. I mean, I back to Jalen. He's kind of someone who he like he probably wouldn't want to fight, but I think he could. Mm-hmm. I think um, both Jalen and Darnold would be good for de-escalating. Yeah, I think I think I think okay. Like as far as both, I think Jalen might be up there just because he could de-escalate, but I think he could fight. Right, like a, I'm not gonna fight unless I have to. But if I fight, I'm gonna kick your butt. Yeah. So I mean, aside from him, I think Roethlisberger and Rivers make the most sense. But mm. but yeah, honestly, I think I would pick Jalen for that just because, like, yeah, he he brings both both sides to the table of de-escalate and fighting potential, because. Josh Allen could be a tight end, so like, right? Yeah, he's he's a large specimen as well. Like we saw we saw him hurdle someone. Like he can, he can truck stick. I'm going through like all the teams in my head and just kind of trying. Yeah, I was going to through a see. list. I mean, I was like, I'm trying to think of like a certain guys, but I think as far as quarterbacks go, Josh Allen makes the most sense because he's a goober, but yeah, he looks <laughs> like a goober. But um, about Dak or Jameis. I could see that. The thing is, I, everyone would want to beat up Jameis is the problem. Like, yeah. Would, everyone would want to just beat him up. I think Dak would be a great de-escalator. He's very level-headed. He hangs out with Zeke, so he has to be in some sense. <laughs> he has to hate that somewhat. <laughs> He's used to it. Like, <laughs> Okay, which quarterback would be the worst having a fight? The worst? Yeah. Mm, Kyler Tom Murray? <laughs> <laughs> Is Tom Brady or Eli Manning? I don't know. Just yeah, kind of like fall over. How when do you? The fight I, mean, I think Jared Goff would be awful in a fight. Ooh, yeah. yeah but he's at least got youth. Yeah. Um. Let's see, Kirk Cousins would probably be the worst in a fight, right? One of the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I think you have like the worst to pick for like your fight. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Rosen would be pretty worst. bad at fighting too. Andy Dalton maybe, but I I, I I think Kirk Cousins will probably be my last pick for <laughs> like a fight. You're picking teams in gym. Yeah. Last last one is Kirk. Yeah, I think that would be yeah, yeah, I'm going through all this. I'm gonna say Josh Rosen. Yeah, like I gotta say he's he's probably near the bottom. Like in terms of like you need someone to fight that no, no. Yeah, like he is tall, so maybe he has some like, you know, unrealized strength there, but I don't know how I feel about Breeze and Matt Ryan. So I was going to say Breeze, but then I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? I bet he 
he can throw some good hits and he's always got that chip on his shoulder he's a little bit shorter he has a little yeah. bit of a a motor there so i'm not gonna put him in a worst but he'd be more mid-tier yeah i was going to the afc west and i was like you know i've seen patrick mahomes throw that arm's pretty strong so (laughs) (laughs) but i for me Kirk cousins is the last pick for a fight what about Derek carr um hmm i don't know i have no clue how i pick him in a fight did he want steven a to fight him or something or like skip something like then there's some reason like that I, don't know, I can see him being okay, but like Kirk Cousins is definitely the worst. I'm gonna like I'm trying to think who would put below. What was there anyone you put below him? I can't think of one. I'm no. trying to I'm trying to think of one. Like I'm going through the teams and like no one's sticking out. Like maybe Alex Smith. I don't know, but he's barely even. Like I don't. I have no clue about Car- Carson Wentz. Might be kind of a sleeper almost actually. He's a big dude. Yeah. So I think we spent enough time on this. So. Worst, I think worst is Cousins. For me, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Josh Allen for mine. Actually, if I had to pick someone to fight with me, just because okay. of that dual threat mentality there. I'll take Andrew Luck then, if you're gonna take uh, Jalen, because <laughs> he could be my best friend too. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I think I think Jalen has a good friend potential along with the de-escalate and fight potential. I think he's well rounded mm-hmm. as far as picking for all of these. Definitely high friend potential. Yeah, yeah. We like Josh Allen. Yeah, like aside from like, like this because I don't think he's like a great passer doesn't mean I can't like dislike him or yeah. doesn't mean I dislike him. I mean, yeah, but this <laughs> anyway, is the year you got to see. Yeah, and I th- like I think overall, I think Fitzpatrick would be a close two overall. I think he'd be a good friend. I think he'd be he, he could be a good fighter too. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, <laughs> so <laughs> love this. It's, who's your favorite running back of all time, and why is it Marshawn Lynch? Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's Marshawn Lynch, Beast Quake. Yeah, he's so lovable. Um, Got two of the best runs I've ever seen. Yeah, and it's he. I like him a lot as a person. So. Oh God, he's so fucking funny. Yeah. Is Andy dying? I think Andy might be dying. Uh, rip. About time. That's. <laughs> I saw it coming. Um, next up, we had our um, way too early Super Bowl predictions. Ooh, what do you got? Hmm. I haven't thought about it much. I don't want to be a homer, so I'm not gonna say like Falcons or anything. Although I do think they'll make the playoffs. Um hmm. Let's see. I mean it's hard not to pick the Rams. Okay. Like I think there's a good chance the Rams get back. Um out the outside of the Rams, it's yeah, they seem like the best bet at this point to go for the NFC. The AFC um, I mean, I, with, I, without Gronk, I'm curious how the Pats will be, but, um, they'll be good. I mean, I'll just, uh, go ahead and say that now. Yeah. I mean, it, will they be great? Who knows? Yeah. I, I mean, as much as I want to see the Chargers make, I don't know if they will or not. I'd like to see a Chargers Saints Super Bowl. <laughs> the battle of the previous quarterbacks. Previous <laughs> yeah. That'd be interesting. I I really do think the Colts have a chance, a okay chance to make it. I would love for Andrew Luck to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Are there Vegas odds out for you? Let me look. Definitely. Let me look. Vegas odds. So I always put a few dollars on the Jets winning the Super Bowl. Okay, so yeah, right now, Pats and Rams are the favorites with Chiefs and Saints. Wow, Browns are fifth. What the fuck? Ridiculous, right? Like They're going to be good, but like they're not going to fucking... Yeah. Like, the Browns do not have a better chance than the Colts to win the Super Bowl. It's stupid. No. 
Miami Dolphins are last. Wow. I mean, so, yeah, they are in rebuild mode. Yeah. So <clears throat> last, so we've, from bottom up, <clears throat> let's see, we've got Dolphins, Redskins, Bengals, Giants, Cardinals, Bills, Lions, Raiders, Titans, Bucks, Jets, Broncos. Those are all 50 to 1 or worse. Of those, who do you think has the best chance to make some hay? All right, Sam again. So Dolphins, Redskins, Bengals, Giants, Cardinals, Bills, and like any of Lions, any of those seem like any semblance of you making the playoffs. Not really. No. I mean, you, then, you could argue that it's possible the Giants have a bounce back year. Yeah, but so there's so those are the teams that are um, hundred to one or worse, and then between fifty and like between fifty and hundred, there's the. Uh, Raiders, Titans, Bucks, Jets, Broncos. I think like we talked about the Bucks and like Bucks and Titans are you know. Mm-hmm. I think they could at least make the playoffs. Uh, yeah, I think both of them are likely to be in the hunt for it. Yep. And then uh, between let's see between uh, twenty five and fifty, like we've got Texans, Seahawks, Ravens, Jags, Falcons, Niners. Well, the I, Seahawks are always good with Russell Wilson. Yeah, I said they were going to suck last year and they didn't. Yeah, I mean, mo- aside from the Jags, I think I agree with most of those mm-hmm. being like playoff teams. Niners are kind of on the on the fence I'm with, but yeah, I'm Jimmy still G's hesitant on the Niners because we really don't know about Jimmy G. The rest of those are definitely playoff teams. After that, um, I mean, we've got uh, Vikings, Packers, Cowboys, Bears, uh, Chargers, Eagles, and those all can definitely be playoff teams for sure. Mm-hmm. Um. Although I mean, the Cowboys is always the funny chance of them being nine and seven, like always. Yep. Um, and then Colts, Browns, Saints, Chiefs, Rams. But I don't, I don't get why the Browns are up there. They, they could easily not make the playoffs, but get people to waste money on it. I don't yeah. know. They could easily, yeah. That's pretty, that's that's the Vegas like trick. Like, yeah, they could easily end up third in their division, like without batting an eye. Easily, Steelers, Ravens. Yeah, I think easily. those are both very good teams. So, but if I have to pick right now, like I, I mean, picking a rematch sounds boring, but like it seems really likely. Like NF, like NFC, like Rams makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. So the Saints, but I mean, the like, I, I'm gonna go with the Rams again there, but um, AFC. Actually, the Saints, I think, to me, look a little depleted offensively. Maybe I don't know. It depends how they like fill. Like, who else to get? Like step up at receiver. That's the thing. They do. Yeah, have, they do have Jared Cook now, for what it's worth. True. I think that's a big addition as far, especially for him. But the offense in general is a big addition. But Saints and Rams, like I'm, that, those are. It's hard to pick one of the not those two. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Chiefs are always up there. I, I think. Like I, I'm gonna say the Colts are my AFC team. I'm gonna pick actually. Nice. I can see Colts and then either Rams or Saints. Just a super early. Like yeah, I think of I think not. of these teams. Like I think the Colts are pretty. Are like other team. So. I like them a lot. Yeah, and when you have one of the best quarterbacks, it's always you know like reasonable. What about you? Like if you have to pick, like you're down to one or two teams each shot. How are you doing it? Right now, I'm gonna say Chargers Saints. That's what I'm going. All right, with. I would love, to and I might there, change but... it before I do my preseason predictions. But I, I mean, it's hard for me not to like the Chargers. They just on paper look so good. Yeah, while last year they looked good too. They, they actually just, like, performed for the most part. Do it in the part. playoffs, but yeah, you know, 
Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, like as long as the Raiders aren't competitive, I'm okay with the Chargers doing stuff. Yeah, and then of course you have the Chiefs. I also like the Rams too to mm-hmm. bounce back. I'm yeah, be right there again. They didn't get much worse in the offseason. No, they, I mean they think they got better. Didn't they add more on defense too? Like some fucking how? Well, they got Clay Matthews. Oh, that's right. <laughs> And I think they added someone else too. Oh, they got Jason. No, they got Jason Verrett. Uh, let me look. Hold on. I think so. It's either they either got him or the Seahawks got him. I'm pretty sure it's the Rams. Rams offseason signings. Let me take a look. Also, isn't it Endomic and Sue still a free agent? Yes. Same with uh, Eric Berry. And somebody else. Oh, well, Jamie Collins and uh, Ziggy Ansar both signed now, but those are the big ones. So the best signing was obviously Blake Bortles. Um, mm-hmm. and ap- after that, though, um, they had a Clay Matthews. Eric Weddle, that was it. They had a Weddle. And then they had re-signed Fowler, which is, you know, big, obviously. Oh, Eric Weddle, that's it. Yeah, that was a that was a big one, I think. But, I mean, obviously, you know, the whole Bortles thing helps a ton. Um <laughs> But anyway, so super hot takes for um, this upcoming year that like you just wanted to kind of get in now. Hmm. Okay. I think fantasy wise, the Cardinals' offense is going to be great. Yeah, I I really can see the Chip Kelly esque type of thing coming in because there is a lot of young talent there now. I, a lot of people seem to be down on Kyler Murray. I don't see any reason to be. I think he went to the right system. I think they've got they drafted some great receivers. They still got Larry Fitzgerald at least for the time being. DJ or yeah, DJ should be coming back. David Johnson. Um, like I, there's a lot I like about the changes they made. It's not going to be worse, right? <laughs> it can't be worse. No, and I think I think they'll find offensive success. Now their mm-hmm. defense is still miserable, and they just lost Pat Pete for six to eight games, so they're yeah. probably you know last. There are more right now, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I I feel that I feel that. Um, one thing I've been going back and forth on a lot is some of these receiving groups that are up in the air. So like the Colts receiving groups, um, the Chiefs receiving group, um, you know, is this finally the time for um Sammy Watkins to you know pull through? so i mean some of my i guess hot take is i'm gonna say i'm gonna say like try to buy low on sammy watkins like i know i don't know how many times i've fucking said this but <laughs> like everyone's just eating up miko hardman and yeah i mean like sammy watkins is far and away the most talented receiver there now like with no tyreek I mean, obviously Travis Kelsey's every he's a tight end, but like as far as wide receivers go, like I guess there's Demarcus Robinson still there. Like, I mean, there's because Chris Conley's in Jacksonville, right? So I mean, there's Miko Hardman, there's Sammy Watkins. Like everyone's kind of forgetting about Sammy. It sounds like. Yeah, and they shouldn't. I mean, so, he's he just had injuries. He's kind of bounced around teams, but the, the big thing for him talent. is is he healthy? But mm-hmm. I mean, I, I he's he's gonna be. Like I, I, I definitely have confidence in him hitting that you know, thousand yard mark this year. Which I mean, it's not like Super Bowl, but I mean, hitting thousand yards isn't isn't easy by any means. No, for sure not. So, Sam, Sammy's someone I'm kind of pre bullish on this year. Uh, what about some quarterbacks? I wanted to talk about maybe some ones you think are going to take a big leap in year so, two. I yes, I'm biased, but Lamar Jackson. So uh, okay. I can I can definitely explain this one though. So. <laughs> 
I've been I've been doing a lot of like looking into stuff on like excuse me on like you know like who's like which rookies from last year are gonna like set up for upcoming success mm-hmm. and Lamar Jackson's one I think is really in for a good good jump so they added Boykin and Marquise uh, sorry yeah Marquise Brown Hollywood Brown mm-hmm. that's huge that's I mean that's obviously a good start now they. They have them. They have an off like an off season to put it all in place. Like that, they didn't have it last year. They set up the offense for Joe Flacco last year, and they threw in a rudimentary, you know, thing to get him, you know, Lamar Jackson going. So I believe who's the OC now? Is it Greg? Who wait, hold on. Yeah, so yeah, Greg Roman is the OC now. I'm pretty sure, and he he has to go run at you. It makes sense. Like Lamar Jackson can run. The Ravens are a running team usually. That makes sense. I I get that. But it's not going to be, like, so few passing attempts like it was last year. So, and the big thing is that, like, he didn't, like, it's not, that he, it's not like he looked awful last year or anything. Like, they just, they, the, the way they played limited him a lot. Like, they didn't try to have him throw a ton usually. So, uh, there's a lot of examples of, like, him having good pocket presence. I think that's the biggest thing with them quarterbacks is, like, how are they in the pocket? Like, everyone says, oh, like, he just broke away and ran. But, like, there are a ton of instances of him, like, actually just, like, moving around the pocket, like, using a speed to just avoid the pass rush and then throwing. Like, there are so <laughs> there are, like, a billion clips of him, like, dodging a pass rusher and hitting Mark Andrews. Like, that was, like, the signature play for him this past year was <laughs> avoid pass rush, hit Mark Andrews. So, and the thing is, everyone saw the playoff game against the Chargers where they just got swamped and he had no time. Like, yeah. That's like the last thing in everyone's mind. So there's the, the like the recency bias there. Like I'm saying, like there's no way his pass volume doesn't go up and the offense doesn't get like more explosive. I just, I, I was thinking like it's gonna be the same exact thing, but that's kind of like not factoring in so many different factors that are have changed. Do you think they win the division? I mean, so the Steelers are gonna be worse this year. I think, right? Like worse than they were last year. Like, I don't know. I think they're gonna be better than. Oh, actually, last they were year. nine and six and one. I mean, I can see them being right. right. Nine and six, yeah. They got Devin Bush. They filled that Ryan Shazier gap. Mm-hmm. Rip. Glad he's doing what doing yeah. well. Um, but like they did fix some holes on defense. Yeah. James Connor's doing fine for him. Yeah, and the like, line is one of the best in the league. Yeah, the I mean, so and then the Browns. Looking at them, I mean, they're good, but I don't think they're gonna you know just be amazing all of a sudden. So no, I strongly think the Browns will finish third in the division. It could be like a close third, but yeah, I feel you there. Yeah, I assume they'll pass the Bengals, but I don't think they'll be better than the Ravens or the Steelers. Yeah, and the Ravens they are still got lots of work. The Ravens are being disrespected. The Super Bowl odds are the same as the Jags right now, and that's just wrong. <laughs> Ludicrous. Yeah, I think that's just, that just seems absurd. So, I do see Lamar Jackson as a bounce back. Like I said, am I biased? Probably. But, like, they did so much. They, they brought in a lot of help. So, they're, like, I, I can't remember if it was. I know Jordan Lazlin and Jill Scott were the rookies last year. One of them was hurt the whole year. And then. He gets a year to get put. He gets he gets to put an offensive system in designed for him in the off season. That's huge. They got Marquise Brown, Miles Boykin, like, yeah, 
lot of weapons. Yeah, like they actually have. He actually has someone to throw to now. His number one receiver was like Willie Sneed and like, like, ragged Michael Crabtree. Like, so ragged Michael Crabtree. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like Lamar Jackson is getting a really unfair rap. And like, if you think he's a bad passer, like, I mean, if you think he's inaccurate, like his accuracy wasn't great last year. But like I said, keep in mind who was throwing to what the system was. And also, he has said he's going to work on his accuracy this offseason. I don't know whether or not that happens, like, or matters. Sure, but I mean, if we look at Cam, Cam's been a really successful quarterback being like a 60% passer about most of his career. So, mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like Lamar Jackson has to become like an absurdly accurate passer all of a sudden, like, to be successful. But No, absolutely not. But, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to be a thing where he takes like 240 rushes. I mean, that seems a little much. Like he's going to pass more. They yeah, just, they hopefully they'll realize they were running him too much last year. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like they they're moving in the right direction. Yeah, it was just, it was literally just like a matter of they had no one to throw to really, and mm-hmm. they were just they were just trying to make the playoffs really, and they kept it safe. Yeah. So and they did. It worked. Yeah, it worked. I, I think it was more them limiting him as far as versus him limiting himself. But long, long tangent there. Not tangent. You asked the question, but long diatribe there. Um, uh, and- NFC North is an interesting division. Um, yeah, I was gonna ask. So, like, do you have? Um, so, diatribe wasn't the right word up, but um, you you know what I mean. <laughs> Dialogue, I guess, would be yeah. more accurate. But I guess it was a diatribe against people who don't like Lamar Jackson. But um. <laughs> So yeah, like who who do you have as far as like quarterbacks making a jump? Yeah, for sure. Um, from last year, I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna have a, a oh, yeah. good year. And that makes uh, sense. It was yeah, I mean he had a bad year last year for Aaron Rodgers at least. Um, but I do think he bounces back. I don't think the Vikings are gonna be good at, again. No. Uh, I think their offensive line is still trash. I don't buy into Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Um, let's see. I, I I'm pretty big on Josh Allen. Like if I was, I'm like in really a not sure how position, I feel about him. He would be the guy I'd want to have in a dynasty league. I, it all depends kind of on this year. Like this is the year where he either yes. takes the step or he doesn't. It's gonna like, I'm thinking about RG three right now and his good rookie year. Is he is he gonna RG three second year? Or is he gonna actually get better second year? Like, I the thing that I've always liked about Allen though is just his work ethic. He's got like a great attitude. Real grinder. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, it makes a difference though when you have somebody who actually gives a shit about their job and is trying to be the best they can be for their employer, as opposed to somebody who just kind of, you know, mails it in every day. Yeah, and I think Josh Allen is one of those hardworking guys. I have a lot, I, like I respect him a lot. It sucks he went to the Bills, um, but they got John Brown in the off season. Yeah, they got a lot of deep weapons. <laughs> yeah, they got a lot of pieces for that guy. So I'm I I think Josh Allen steps up a little bit this year i'm yeah. i'm on the optimistic i mean, i think side. i think the whole rookie class from last year i mean baker already started doing really well at the end of last year i think they're all in a spot that's interesting like i think darnold could do really well rosen's on a bad team so i don't think he's going to do a whole lot fantasy wise this year but yeah it's difficult to call that one yeah, i mean they but... might they honestly might even start fitzpatrick for some of it they could just to not murder josh rosen but um mm-hmm. With so with Darnold, I I'm pretty high on Darnold this year actually. So they've got Bell, Ooh. they've got Anunwa, Crowder, Robbie, Herndon, Wesco, 
And they've got some good backup running backs. Like they've got. They have Bell and Ty Montgomery, and then Eli McGuire. Yeah, I mean it's it's all you know offensive line based mostly. Like at this point, is like the the variable here. But like, there's a ton of weapons there now. Like, they did things. Yeah. So I I I I think there's a reason to be pretty optimistic about Sam Darnold this year. I'm hoping to. Which, yeah, I, just I know. Don't want to jinx it. Yeah. Well, like I said, as as not a Jets fan, I'll I'll say it myself. But <laughs> thank you. I mean, he's still really young. Like we know that he's gonna be 22 when the season starts. It's insane. I love it. Yeah, we forget how young he was coming in. Yeah, he came in at 20. Yeah, he wasn't even 20 when he was drafted. So <sighs> nuts. But like, so at the end of the year, like. So week 14 and 15, he had some pretty good games too. That was the thing. So like he had one, he had two 300 yard games and two, uh, three touchdown games last year. But, um, his, his game against green Bay, he just, I mean, that was a, that was a fun shootout game. That he was really off. fun to watch back and, and forth until the end. Yeah. He had, um, week before that against Houston, 253 and two. And they were close in a lot of those games. They were really close with the Falcons. They were really close with the Texans. Uh-huh. And I mean, week two, week two against Miami, even uh, three thirty-four and a touchdown. And then um, he had two eighty and two against the the Colts. I mean, he was still like yeah. he had some effectiveness. I mean, he's a rookie, so like I mean, it happens. But like, I hope, man, I'm praying. He had a couple of games where he, like he had to miss a couple games with injury too. But I mean, I think it's really like he's. I think he's a pretty good quarterback. Obviously, like. <laughs> So, I think a lot of these second-year guys are in for, you know, possibly a good jump. What about some first-year guys? Um, do you well, think rookies, we see um, a quarterback besides Dwayne Haskins from the rookie class and Kyler Murray um, play this year? I think Daniel Jones will at some point. I act, I don't. Really? I don't I don't think we not see even this like, year. Not even, like, end of year if they're, like, four and Outside ten. of preseason or injury, no. Because I think I think Jones and True Lock are guys that could like start a couple of games at the end of the year if the teams are really awful. Um, okay, yeah, like week seventeen, they're out of the playoffs. Put the or even like week like fourteen if they're like if they're or like we if they're like four and ten or like three and nine, like if they're just like if they're if they're gonna have a losing record for sure by like week thirteen, I can see mm-hmm. the rookies getting in. Okay, that's what that's mostly what I mean. But fantasy impact. Um, Murray possibly just because he can run, but mm. otherwise no, I'm avoiding. Yeah. That. So like, cause Murray's gonna start, so like he's yeah, yeah. He's we weren't super high on the QBs coming into the draft, and it has not changed. Yeah, but just because Murray has that rushing ability is obviously worth monitoring. But mm-hmm. other positions, though, I mean, I think Hawkinson. Like I've I've talked about him, he could have some big games. Um, Irv Smith, if they trade Kyle Rudolph, which I think it's seeming more and more like they will trade him to the Pats, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, Pats to the Pats. That would be, I think, the most ideal place. Uh huh. And the, God, can you just imagine the media jerk off when <laughs> the Pats sign Kyle Rudolph <laughs> playing forty chess out there? Oh my God! <laughs> they didn't even draft a tight end because they knew they were going to get Rudolph. What geniuses! Yeah, I thought they were going to take Irv Smith, but. I think Irv Smith, if Kyle Rudolph is gone, could have a huge impact. Um, I mean, fans there, but I'm not sure how Denver is going to be in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think Josh Oliver could be, like I mentioned, like a sleeper option there. Um, but, I mean, I, was, I mean, okay, um, Josh Jacobs is an obvious one. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think Singletary and what's it Henderson was at it. The Rams yeah. guy. Those those are yeah. kind of like guys to keep an eye on as well. Um, like maybe Taxi Squad in terms of Dynasty. Yeah. I, oh, oh, oh. Singletary. I mean, after after this year, um, I, I guess we said for this year, but I don't think he could even have some value like second half of this year. But I mean, Henderson, if if um if Gurley's down, like if if he's the number two, then instant value. Yep. Uh, I'm I'm torn on how I feel about Sanders. I think I think I think uh, Montgomery is going to be valuable right away too. Um, receivers. I mean, I guess Michael Hardman maybe. I'm unsure on that one still. And then um, definitely DK just, Metcalf. I just don't get the. I, I I don't know. There's just like I don't. Hardman just doesn't shine to me. And going through the names. Yeah, I mean, I I like I said, I get the scenario it makes a lot of sense, but I, there's a reason I'm super high on Sammy Watkins. Like. I think that's uh, something that's going overlooked there. So, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. So with the um, rookie receivers, I mean DK, I mean Nikhil Harry makes a lot of sense. I think I, I'm big on Butler and Boykin, like just personally. And I think they have good shots at getting a lot of production just based on not much competition. Hooky Butler, right? Mm-hmm. The yawn pong has started to, your move. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I mean, so is anyone that I didn't mention or that you like or that I did mention that you don't like? I, I'm, you know, I'm a big Debo supporter. Uh, I'm not I think sure on the 49ers immediate. this year just because there's so many of them. There's And there's a lot of question marks with the Niners. Like, is Jimmy G going to stay healthy? Is he going to be good? Is Like, are the other questions with the team, like, they seem kind of lost last year. Mm-hmm. They got a crowded backfield and a lot of good players. I just think that Debo, he's got the talent. And quite frankly, I think he's got one of the most like locked up position wise and as, as the corner or not the corner, the uh, slot receiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so makes I, sense. yeah. I'm just curious. I'm pretty like, big on him. I, and they do have Richie James there for whatever it's worth. Um, I don't know how much it matters, but I mean, cause Pettis, Goodwin, Debo, Hurd, Kittle and running back. So when you know, the Ramos are going to catch passes, I'm just like, not super sure. Like I get the long run thing, like the talents there, the stick, the, Shanahan's there, but I'm not sure how much year one a rookie receiver is going to get in a sort of crowded offense. Mm-hmm. That's just my hesitation right away. It's mostly opportunity based or like you know competition based, right? But um, I think Let's... I think got most of it. But and we mentioned a couple of sleepers as far as like Bruce Anderson or maybe like handcuffs in Madison and Armstead, like. They're behind guys who could very easily. Um, oh yeah, you know, Armstead was one of those were like, oh, that's very likely. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it makes it makes sense to get him, and it makes sense to get um, Madison just behind you know, as handcuffs. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else I'm not thinking of right now, but I think that's a good amount of the first year guys that could have some impact. But I mean. It's it's hard to tell right now. There's going to be injuries that come up where you're just like, this random guy is huge now. Yeah, I mean, people forget every year how many fucking injuries take place. Yeah, and this is the time of year where like it pays to keep up with stuff because like this is this uh, like this time of year was when because um, I think Adam Thielen and Xavier Rose came at the same time, and there were like rumblings out of camp that like Thielen had like toasted Xavier Rose and he's like really like on around like the team whatnots and like the the organization liked him and he was showing really well and then you know 
eventually shows up on the field so like mm-hmm. there's things to keep an eye on for like deep guys like keep an eye on what you hear about bruce anderson and Preston williams and these undrafted guys and these later on guys you know yeah because i remember before last year's draft i kept hearing things like oh ronald jones can't catch he's not <laughs> doing well and i'm like all right well i'm not gonna draft that guy <laughs> yeah and it was a good call oh for it's worth also second year guy rashad penny i'm i'm anticipating Ooh. a a big bump for him yeah well they got rid of mike davis right they still got chris carson mm-hmm. but, but that's I, it now. i think because i think rashad penny's gonna get some pass catching volume as well yeah, I can see that. I'm hoping Penny takes a leap forward. Yeah, he's also better. So, <laughs> but that's just my opinion. So, but anyway, I think we've gone on pretty long at this point. Um, yeah, you're just kind of discussing random situations, and like, there's not a whole lot going on right now. So it's just you know, what do we think about things right now? Um, <laughs> is there anything else that I had in mind? Um. I mean, no. Just I mean, you already get. You guys already know. I love Nick Chubb. Um, I think Mandrews might be a little underrated. For Definitely. This year. And then um, the Colts pass catchers. Oh, last thing I guess we'll talk about is Colts pass catchers. So, wh- how do you think this? Uh, so, Ty Hilton's number one. Got yes. that. After that, there's Funchess. There's Deion Kane. There's I mean Ebron Doyle. Um, who else am I forgetting? There's um, what's his name? The rookie they brought in. Um, Campbell. Campbell, yeah. So there's all those guys. Okay, so I, I think Campbell is going to be like a Ted Ginn type guy okay. in the offense. Uh, Ty is number one. Yeah. Funchess and Ebron are going to be inverses. Funchess yeah. <laughs> is going to end up with like seven to nine hundred yards and maybe four touchdowns, whereas Ebron will probably get like maybe five hundred yards, but like 12 touchdowns <laughs> yeah so this this brings me into like doyle too like everyone's worried about ebron part of it's because of doyle i think doyle becomes reserve slash blocker only at this point i don't think there's any there's not only there's much place for doyle anymore in the uh, offense fantasy wise yeah agreed and they also have a uh, mo alley cox oh yes second year oh is we'll he still me. with them mr alley cox i think so i mean i hope so Gosh, I mean, let me look it up just to be super sure. Uh, Mo <laughs> Ali Cox. Mo Ali Cox. Okay, still with him. Oof, we're good. Oof, thank God. Does not say. Mo they they won't make the Super Bowl if he's not on the team. I, I, I just really was worried about fucking all that Cox in that alley, man. I see him all of them. <laughs> I see him there alone. Yeah, I need a Mo Cox in the alley, man. It was, it was oh, man, I was so worried. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, um, um anyway but yeah i'm torn on after ty because i I like i liked deon kane a lot last year too that was a big thing i was in on was deon kane um i think he's talented he was underrated last year i I mean that's why i said like i like a lot of these guys i think it just points back to andrew luck so Mm -hmm. deon kane was clemson yes we know those clemson receivers man it's a thing but um yeah, so I, a lot. Of, I think where I'm like a lot of them, like I think like any of Ebron, Funchess, Paris Campbell, Deion Kane, could all easily be super viable as the second option at T.Y. Hilton. So, yeah, Devin Funchess is really young. Yeah, he intrigues me a lot. 
because he's almost a tight end. So how on earth? Okay, drafted in 2015, he's 24. Yeah, the Panthers draft young receivers, dude. <laughs> they just do. Damn, where do they get this guy? Freshman year? Out <laughs> <laughs> the womb? No. <laughs> right. Like, good lord. But yeah, so he's still really young, and like he's played relatively well. And I think, like I said, like we know Andrew Luck likes his tight ends. He's basically one of those. He like, is. Yeah, he yeah. can make Kobe Fleener look good. Who knows? Watch <laughs> out for fun fun. <laughs> oh, my fun. God. Andrew Luck just got a player named Fun Fun. <laughs> the whole team of wholesomeness expands. <laughs> but <laughs> Thanks, Fun Fun. Yeah, so this is, like, I think Andrew Luck's definitely a good investment this year as far as, like, fantasy stuff goes just because so many weapons. I wish I had him in Dynasty. He's got to be one of my favorite QBs. Yeah, I said, and he's a likable guy, as we mentioned. But um, a likable guy. Yeah, so I, I, I'm really torn on who's going to be the number two there. I mean, I, I mean, I guess, uh, I mean, Funches or Ebron. I guess if I had to, I'm forced to pick between, I guess between two. Um, um, okay. I mean, I guess if receiver Funches, but. Yeah, I mean, you could have both on your team. I think it's a situation where they're both going to consistently be getting points. It's going to suck because they're they're very rarely going to have good weeks together. I think that's the problem. It's going to be like they're like I said, they're going to be the touchdown guys, is what we're thinking. So it's going to be very unlikely that they'll have good weeks together. Well, Ebron, I think. Unlike like the Patriots, where you never really know who's going to be scoring that game, a lot of times I think we were pretty able to like look at the game plan and be like, all right, they're not going to throw to Ebron this game. Yeah. Like like we were like, oh, this is a Hilton game. Yep. But, like we weren't always right, but like we were usually were on. We're on usually like pretty that. right. We maybe missed like two Ebron calls all year. The, <laughs> you're the Ebron whisperer and the uh, Samuel whisperer, huh? <laughs> Got him in like every league last year. It was great. I was I was the Kenny Stills whisperer. I think. A with Fitz Magic, baby. Yeah, dude. Yeah, if if Fitz Magic starts any games, still I'll man. be watching them. Stills, yeah. But um, anyway, so this was a nice kind of just discussion episode. Uh, I feel like, but I, for next time we'll come back with more of like a firm game plan, and there'll be more to talk about too as we get closer to stuff going on. Yeah, we are peak off season right now, boys. <laughs> yep. So, um, thank you all for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed some of these shenanigans. Uh, maybe we gave you some ideas. If you think something we said was dumb, let us know. There's a good chance of that. Um, I always say dumb things all the time. Yeah, things seem to work out. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> we manage. We manage. But um, thank you everyone for tuning in, and we hope you join us next time. Thank you guys. Thank you. <laughs>